Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, June 27th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's edition. Yes, back in the saddle again, my friends. Was off on a family vacation in the Rocky Mountains last couple weeks and a great time out there. But great to be back with you guys. You know, as many of you guys know, I mean, I've been a a diehard Buckeye fan since I was six years old. And, um, you know, still, even to this day, I think you guys know where my allegiances lie, even though I am a beat writer and a podcaster and all that stuff, editor for Bucknuts, um, still to this day. But it's nice to get away every once in a while. And it was really nice to get away and wake up to good news, you know, uh, and we're going to get into all that good news, the stuff that I missed. Um, and it was really cool. Day after day, five-star receiver, five-star receiver. I'm listening to the Bucknuts Morning Five. Thanks to Dan Rubin, who did a great job filling in for me, did all 10 shows the last two weeks. Uh, just great work out of our publisher, Dan Rubin. Um, so it was good to get away, but I love the Buckeyes, and it's great to be back with you guys. All right, let's get into it. So we all know Brian Hartline, the best um, of all the position coaches in the country, the best. And that was before he just went completely, absolutely insane in a good way last week. It's unbelievable what he did. 14 stars in three days. Obviously started with Carnell Tate. Uh, the number three wide receiver in the country. The following day, Brandon Ennis, the number two wide receiver in the country. According to the 24-7 Sports Composite, if you look at just uh, our in-house 24-7 Sports rankings, Brandon Ennis is the number one receiver. You're splitting hairs. So you land two five-star receivers. Oh, and then you wonder, well, are they not going to get Noah Rogers now, who people think, you know, might be just as good as the other two. Noah Rogers, the number nine receiver in the country the number one player out of the state of North Carolina, the number 50 overall player in the country. So not a five-star, but really close. And again, a lot of people think he should be a five-star. You're thinking, okay, he'll probably go elsewhere now. No, the very next day, Brian Hartline and Ryan Day and, and, you know, Mark Pantone, because you got to give Day and and Pantone their props as well when we're giving Hartline his props. Everybody says Ryan Day is super integral in everything that happens with recruiting. Obviously, Pantone as well, not a surprise to you guy. But the very next day, they get Noah Rogers. Um, And again, I think he might be underrated, even though he's a high four star. Incredible to do that. So just wanted to recap that real quick. I know you guys know all about that. Um, And we'll get into what 
Uh, this means for Ohio State's player rating in their class, they've obviously vaulted to number two. I'll do, I'll get into more of that later. Uh, I do find this interesting though. Um, so Brian Hartline, you know, he was on NFL Network's podcast uh, recently. I believe it came out Friday or Saturday. I, I had a chance to watch it yesterday. I did a, a piece for our site yesterday on it. And he was asked, you know, by Daniel Jeremiah, um, for who I think does a great job for NFL Network. He was asked, you know, what are you kind of looking for as an evaluator? When you're looking at these kids, what are you looking for? What are the traits you're looking for? And, and Daniel Jeremiah pointed out some of the guys I miss on because J- Daniel Jeremiah is an evaluator of talent. That's what he does. He's kind of taken over from Mike Mayock um, uh, for NFL Network kind of as their main evaluator. And he says, you know, the guy, the, the receivers I miss on, he said, when I look back on it, it's those guys with really, you know, you know, straight line speed, top end speed, but maybe they don't do the other things well. They're fast, but it's really just straight line speed. Think of, if you're a Bengal fan, think of John Ross, you know, the kid that came out of Washington. Bengals took him a number nine overall because he ran like a 4-2 something at the combine and he complete bust. Um, you know, and he was, Brian Hartland was asked his philosophy on recruiting. And I found this very interesting. So when he's looking at recruits, he said the athletic traits, it's basically just checking a box. So if you're looking at a, at a recruit, Hartline said, is he big enough? You know, he kept emphasizing enough. Is he big enough? Is he fast enough? Is he quick enough? Is his frame enough? All those things is, you know, because if, if, if all of those, if you can check all those boxes, then Hartline feels like he can coach them up. That's, but that's one half of it. The other half, he says, he says the one thing that's non-negotiable, the one thing that's non-negotiable is their mental makeup. And I love that. So when he got into that, you know, what does that mean? You know, you're talking about like toughness. You're talking about work ethic. You're talking about coachability. Um, and, and he mentioned this. He said he's never, ever met a great wide receiver, either in college or the NFL. He said, for lack of a better word, that was dumb. He said they all can talk it. It's a cerebral game. They can, you know, they can talk it. They know it. They can think it. The mental side of the game is so important. So he said you got to have the physical traits. Um, but just as important or more important is the mental side. So I think that was interesting to get his um, get Brian Hartline's take on just, you know, what makes him such a great recruiter? You know, he didn't say that himself and that wasn't how it was posed to him. But basically, you know, you're the best at what you do. How do you evaluate these guys? And it was cool to get his thoughts on that. All right. So, right. I mean, offensive recruiting's through the roof. What else is new? Um, you know, Michigan fans, I know, are joking in you know, Ohio State's putting together the best seven on seven team in the country. Uh, they, they can talk for now, right? Um, they're, they're on that one-game winning streak. We'll see, though. I, I think, you know, this new defensive uh, staff's doing a pretty good job, and I think we're going to see um, some good things here in the near future, and we're going to get into that. And, you know, right now, these guys, you know, Jim Knowles, you know, we know his biggest uh, job is to turn the defense around on the field, and he's a tactician, but he's got to be at least a good recruiter, too, and I'm hearing good things. He's got to, just from meeting with him, we've met with him three or four times, you know, back in the spring and then once after spring, kind of in the early summer. Um, and uh, I, I, I think he'll be a good recruiter. I'd be surprised if he's not because um, his personality is really, really interesting and cool. He just comes across as like an interesting, fun guy to talk to. So, But Tim Walton, I'm hearing really good things about Tim Walton. Um, Perry Eliano, we know Larry Johnson. Let's get into this. Speaking of Larry Johnson, all right, here we go. We're going to talk about three guys. That, they're in on a lot more than three guys, and you know, it was a huge recruiting weekend this past weekend. I'm going to focus on today's show, three guys in particular on the defensive side of the ball in this 2023 class. And uh, right now, it looks like good news. All right, defensive end, D-tackle, Darren Reed.
from Columbus, Georgia. Columbus, Georgia. A bunch of Georgia guys came in this weekend. I love it. Um, it's Ohio State. It's like Ohio, Florida, Georgia, Texas, California. That's how Ohio State does business. Pretty good, right? Those, those five states, you got the three big ones. Obviously, then you got Ohio and then Georgia. And, you know, if you're going to recruit five states, you can't pick five better ones than that. And Pennsylvania is right there as well. And they've done very well in Pennsylvania. Right, Marvin Harrison Jr. and others. Um, but defensive end D-tackle Darren Reed, I tend to think he'll be a three-tech. He's already 6'4", 270, you know, just entering his senior year. If he's 270 right now, if he wants to be a three-tech, he'll be a three-tech. Um, took his official visit. And the good news, my friends, is, is uh, Bill Curley put his crystal ball in for, at, you know, just – you know, last night, this is nothing new. We're going to get in a couple more guys that have crystal balls in from uh, the Dean and uh, Steve Wilfong, but this is fresh out the kitchen. Uh, Darren Reed took his official visit, loved it, and loved it to the point where uh, Bill Curlick feels confident enough to put a crystal ball in. He's a four-star D tackle slash defensive end. Love that. So um, he's uh, officially ranked as the number 34 defensive lineman and the number 228 overall player. So in the in the top two four seven, uh, number two hundred twenty eight overall in the composite is Darren Reed staying on the D line. Now this one might be a little closer. We'll see. Um, you know uh, he's got you know John Walker, big guy. Now, no doubt he's a D tackle, six four three ten already. Um, love this guy. Love his film. Um, he can play three tech. That's where he wants to play. But he's big enough. He can play one tech, especially as he gets stronger. He took his official visit this weekend. Kiss a kid from. Uh, Kissimmee, Florida, right there near Dis uh, Disney World. He told our Bill Curlick it went very well. Um, Bill put his crystal ball in a while ago for Ohio State uh, for John Walker. So, obviously, fantastic news, right? Um, Florida has now become more of a player here, and they're going to get the final visit. So, that's something to keep an eye on. It looks good for Ohio State. He loves Ohio State. Um, fell in love with him a long time ago. Loves Larry Johnson. Um, you know, loves Jim Knowles. It, it, you know, it just – if you got to feel good about it, but, um, you know, Florida is looming, especially with it being his home state. And, you know, Billy Napier's trying to, you know, is known as a pretty good recruiter. So we'll see. That's one to keep an eye on. But the good news is the official visit to Ohio State went well. Um, he's been he's been to Ohio State with, you know, for unofficial visits before that. It's not like this was his first time coming up here. Great visit. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I still feel good about it. If Bill feel, who cares if I feel good about it? If Bill Curlick feels good about it, that's all you need to know. All right, here's one. I love this. Um, this this young man has a crystal ball in from the Dean and the Fong, Bill Curlick and Steve Wilt Fong. So we're looking at four star corner Kayan Lee, another kid from Georgia, and he was asked by Bill, "How would you rate your visit? Scale of one to ten, one being the worst, ten being the best." And he said ten. Uh, and then he added, he thinks he's going to make his decision now pretty soon. Bill put his crystal ball in for him. You know, uh, Fong put his crystal ball in for him. That's looking really good. And Kay and Lee's a big-time kid, too. He's a big-time kid. He's one of the top corners in the nation. I mentioned he's a four-star. I mean, he's the number 145 overall player in the country, number 145 overall in the country. So, um, big-time kid there, four-star corner. And I love what he said about Tim Walton. Uh, said, that's my guy. Loves Tim Walton, the secondary coach at Ohio State. Tim Walton's, uh, you know, title is interesting. If you get on the official site, Tim Walton, secondary coach slash corners coach, and Perry Eliano is the safeties coach. They kind of wanted to make that clear. They didn't want to just do corners coach, safeties coach. They kind of want to make it clear that Tim Walton was a little higher on the uh, totem pole. 
Uh, they didn't really need to do that since uh, he uh, he makes more money, too. That, that makes it pretty clear he's higher on the totem pole. But I'm hearing great things about Tim Walton as a recruiter. Will he be Kerry Combs? I mean, as a recruiter, that's a high bar, but I think he can be a very good recruiter and at least be close to that. And I think he can be, you know, a better, like, even on-field coach than Kerry Combs was. And Kerry Combs was a good uh, DB coach, way over his head as a defensive coordinator, as we all know. But um, Kerry Combs just crushed it as a, as a recruiter. Um, but, um, yeah, K.N. and Lee, and he, he bonded well with these guys. You know, he, J.K. Johnson was his host, but he also hung out a lot with Jordan Hancock. Um, smart move there, Jordan Hancock, another kid from Georgia. Um, you know, and all these young corners they got, like Denzel Burke. He also hung up some of the older guys like Cam Brown. Love that. So it looks like, you know, this the, the joking Ohio State's putting the best seven-on-seven seven team together. Well, first of all, this offensive line recruiting class I like. They got three kids from Ohio. They're all highly rated, all four-star. And I think they're going to land at least one, maybe two more um, four-star kids in this class. I think Justin Fry is going to land at least one, maybe two out-of-state kids uh, to get them five offensive linemen. Because keep in mind, um, you know, in 2021, they only landed three offensive linemen. They like all of those guys, you know. I mean, obviously led by Donovan Jackson in that class. They also got Ben Chrisman. And uh, Zed Mahalski is a guy to keep in mind. They only landed three in 2021, but they like those guys. Zed Mahalski looks huge. He just Him and Josh Fryer just posted a picture on Twitter. Those guys look big. Zed Mahalski looks like – I mean, the one thing about him is he needed to fill out. He could be a pretty good backup as a redshirt freshman. We all expect Josh Fryer is going to be the top backup as a third-year sophomore coming off that torn ACL as long as he's healthy. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, like, uh, I like what I'm seeing there, but um, – you know, we'll see. They need to uh, continue to add some offensive linemen uh, in this 2023 class, and I will. Oh, and I was going to mention that, uh, you know, the 2021 class as well. Um, you know, the guys that came in, um, or excuse me, the 2022 class, the guys that are going to be coming in this year. They signed four, so that's good. They got they signed four, only one that enrolled early in George Fitzpatrick. I think the one guy that could play, maybe uh, fight for a spot on the two deep, could be Tegra Shabola, the young man out of uh, you know, Westchester, uh, Lakota West, you know, 6'5", 344 coming in. He's, he's, if he has been taking care of business before he came to Ohio State, now he's enrolled. Um, he's a guy with that size, that pedigree. Tegra Chabola could be a factor. I think Carson Hinsman was another very good recruit, but, um, you know, might be a year away um, as he adds weight. I think he only has a, he weighs about 280 right now. I think he might be, a you know, a guy that can eventually be Luke Whipler's backup, but, uh, you know, probably as a true freshman, um, is not going to play that much. So I think uh, Shibola, if there any of the true freshmen are going to be able to add um, depth this year, it could be a Tegra. Uh, so there you go. In, in 2021, they only signed three offensive linemen. It's past year four. I think this year they want to obviously get at least four, hopefully five. And I think Justin Fry can get that done. All right. A uh, couple more things I want to hit here. Um, all right. I love this. So if you look at the class rankings, you know, Ohio State's now vaulted to number number two in the country in 2023 after Heartline's excellent adventure um, last week, landing those uh, the 14-star wide receivers in consecutive days. Love that. But, you know, as you drill down on it, it looks even better. So Notre Dame has the number one class in the country, uh, but they have 15 commitments to Ohio State's 13 commitments. Notre Dame's average star ranking, or average player rating, I should say, their average player rating is very good. 92.72 for Notre Dame. That's very good. 92.72 player rating for Notre Dame, who has the number one class in the country. Well, Ohio State's average player rating, 94.15. That's off the charts. I mean, that's that's just absolutely, like, if you're, your average player rate rating, if it's, like, in the 90s, low 90s, you're thrilled. If it's 94.15, you're beyond thrilled. The only one better than that 
is Alabama at 95.24. They only have seven commitments. Alabama's ranked 20th. We know how they do it. Alabama, they're right near ranked 40th recently, and now they're up to 20 already. Alabama, I know I'm breaking news here to all of my good friends. Alabama will finish with a top five class and probably closer to one than five, but that's how they do it every year. They kind of start, start slow, and then they just pour it on. But uh, Alabama, the only – a program in the country is a higher star rating than Ohio or average player rating higher than Ohio state. And that's not much higher. Again, Ohio state, 94.15 Bama, 95.24. And again, Notre Dame, 92.72. Here's what you guys are really going to like. I think, well, other than the fact that Ohio state's crushing it, um, Michigan, absolutely horrible. And I don't know how it can get better because they're in on some good guys, you know, but probably not enough. And are they going to even land the guys that they feel good about? I mean, it's, not going well. Number 43 in the country. They only have seven commitments. And it's not like it, it was with Alabama a few weeks ago when they, Alabama only had like five commitments, but they their average player rating was incredible. Michigan's average player rating, as you guys can see from the ticker there, 88.59. I know not all of you are listening or watching um, to our live feed. For, for the podcast viewers out there, listeners out there, Michigan's average player rating, 88.59. Not good. Not good, especially when you only have seven commitments, you know. If you had, like, a bunch of guys and you felt good about them, and you know, that would actually be a good class if you had, like, 24 kids and that was your average player rating the way the algorithm is. I mean, if you had, like, 24 recruits and that was your average rating, even though that's not a good average rating, you'd still have probably a top 15 class. I don't see any way in this world Michigan's going to have a top 15 class. I mean, they, they'll be fortunate to be top 20 at this point, and that is not getting it done at all, especially when your rival – is going to be finishing again in the top five, maybe number two or whatever. I don't know if Ohio State's going to have the number one class, but they're going to be in the mix, and they just keep stacking them and stacking them and stacking them. Plus, you got Penn State doing well, Notre Dame doing well, Michigan State doing well. If you're Michigan, you got to be thinking, what the heck is going on? You come off that your, your banner year, and now your recruiting has been worse than ever. We all know why. It's because Harbaugh flirted with the NFL, thought he had the job, um, didn't get the job. It's still funny to me. You guys know I've talked about it on the show several times. He absolutely thought he had that Minnesota Vikings job. He went to his second interview thinking, like, the questions were going to be, where's my parking spot? Where's my office? You know, where, you know exactly how do I get on the my private jet, you know, that my the team jet, you know, when I when I use it, when I have private use of it. And they were like, no, man, this is, this is a real interview. You do not have the job yet. So not going well for Michigan. All right, last thing here. I want to wrap up with this. Um. I love this. Season is right around the corner, my friends. This, you want to know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, exactly four weeks from today, Monday, uh, July 25th, is the start of Big Ten Media Days. Ohio State stuff will all be Tuesday, July 26th, but seven of the teams will go exactly four weeks from today. We'll be in Indianapolis, coming to you live from there. Um, love Big Ten Media Days. Every head coach is there from all the teams. They also bring three player reps from each team. I always like trying to guess who those player reps are going to be because that's going to tell you who the coaches are basically rewarding, who they think are the leaders. Um, and sometimes it's, they won't bring a guy twice. So like last year, you know, Zach Harrison went. So I, I, I bet they don't bring him again, although like they could. Um, I think they're going to spread it around. Here's the guys I think they're going to bring. Usually they try and bring seniors, but not always. Um, I think this year is going to be the exception to the rule. I think they're going to bring C.J. Stroud. We know this is his last year. He's a superstar, Heisman finalist last year, favorite to win the Heisman according to Vegas coming into this year, even over Bryce Young. I don't think any of us are surprised by that. 
Um, I think it's going to be C.J. Stroud, and I think it's going to be Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, again, we know this is going to be his last year. He's projected as the number one wide receiver off the board in the 2023 draft. Um, both of those are excellent young men who are going to represent the program well if they do go to Indy. And, you know, the last one's a little tougher for me, but I will guess Cam Brown, fifth-year senior, um, seems like a leader to me. Uh, you know, you know, who knows? We'll see what the, what the coaches think, but that's going to be telling. So I'll, I'll guess Stroud, JSN, Cam Brown, others receiving votes, so to speak. I would say, again, you got to throw Zach Harrison in there. He went last year. He's a senior. Uh, maybe uh, Ronnie Hickman, fourth-year junior. They really like him. I've heard some people talk about Tanner McAllister. I think if you have not played a down of football for Ohio State yet, you're not going to be the player rep at, even though everybody thinks Tanner McAllister is a leader, Jim Knowles talks him up. Um, that's one of his best traits is his leadership and his toughness. He's, Tanner McAllister is a little bit undersized for Ohio State standards, a little, you know, not as fast as we're used to from an Ohio State safety, an Ohio State DB, um, but knows where to go, a tough kid and a leader. And, and that's why Knowles likes him so much. Still, though, I mean, Jonah Jackson checked all those boxes and, you know, he wasn't going to be a captain or represent the team at media day before he ever played it down a football at Ohio State a few years ago. So I don't think it, I don't think it's going to be Tanner McAllister. I could be wrong. Some other seniors, I mean, Teron Vincent, um, we'll see about that. I, I tend to think Cam Brown of those, you know, veteran guys might have um, of the defensive guys might have, you know, the best bet on that, especially since they took Zach Harrison last year. Uh, I guess you could say Cam Brown, Cam Bab, excuse me, Cam Bab, Cam Brown's high school teammate, um, who's been th through so much and is known as a leader. Um, I guess they could, you know, bring him. But again, I think they're gonna, you know, if they're gonna take a couple of offensive guys, I think Stroud and JSN are the way to go, and then I think they're gonna take one defensive guy as well. All right, um, you know, could uh, do this forever. I really appreciate you guys joining me on today's show. I'm glad to be back with you guys again. Thanks to Dan Rubin for uh, filling in for me. Really appreciate him. Uh, thanks so much to you guys. Uh, it's been good talking Buckeye football with you again. And again, the season's going to be here before we know it. And what a fun season it's going to be. I was just geeking out looking at Ohio State's roster last night. Just looking at it like three different times. You know, looking at the the one you can do the one where they show the faces and everything. And, you, and then you can do the grid view, you know, kind of like you would see in the program. I was doing both of those. Just this roster is awesome. It's unbelievable. You look like, like the running backs. You see Travion Henderson. He's going to be even better this year. He's so focused. He's even bigger. He's going to do certain things better than what he did last year. And he got Mayan Williams backing him up, who I think is tremendous. Evan Pryor is a third stringer. Are you kidding me? I love this team. Obviously, the wide receivers are not going to take a step back, even though you lose two first-round wide receivers, and you're not going to take a step back because you got JSN coming back. you got Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Buka stepping into starting roles. Offensive line's a little bit of a question mark, but I don't think it's a big one. I think Donovan Jackson's going to – you know, really be huge as a first-year starter, as a sophomore. I like Paris Johnson at left tackle. I know that these guys got to prove it first, but uh, I think Justin Fry is going to coach them up. And I like Matt Jones there at left guard. Whippler uh, there at center is that second-year guy. I think he's going to really have a good year. And then uh, Dewan Jones at right tackle. And then I like this defense. I think Jim Knowles is going to get a lot out of this defense. I really like how the pieces fit. So we'll see. Cannot wait for the season. I love that the Buckeyes are starting with Notre Dame. Again, it's going to be here before we know it. Uh, before we know it, uh, thanks again to all of you guys. If you like the show, like, subscribe, give us a five-star review. Uh, if you're on Spotify or Apple, the five-star reviews really help. Um, like, subscribe on YouTube. Um, really appreciate you guys. Um, we will talk with you soon. Dan will be with you again tomorrow. I'll be back with you Wednesday. Dan will be Thursday. I'll be Friday with Jay Book. 
Wednesday with Bax, unless Bax tries to get out of the show because of uh, his, his engineering gig. Again, thanks to all of you. Go Bucks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.